Hello and welcome to the 3H2 Humans Mastermind Symposium of Infinite Possibility Radio Show. Each episode, Lynn and Mustachio will explore continuums of meaning, varied perspectives, and thought seeds to place in the garden of the mind. Who knows what will grow? So sit back, stand up, drive or jog, whatever the motion may be, we are here to support each individual's journey to define health, happiness, and a humble perspective during the information era. Enjoy. Greetings. Today is April 20th, 2017, here in downtown Spokane, Washington. The trees have begun to sprout little bits of green as spring has sprung. Ice on the ground has melted. I have a new appreciation for the dry ground. After months of icy sidewalks and flooded ones, we've had lots of weather here. Things have seemed to stabilize now that April is coming to a close. This has been a busy week. Mustachio and I were talking about that today, how on the calendar this week was Easter, Tax Day, the two-year anniversary for the 3H2 Humans radio show, and Earth Day. So quite a week this has been and continues to be. Today's show is a two-part episode. The first one being the introduction recorded today. And then the second part was recorded March 20th, 2014. So about three years ago, the title of the recording is Leonardo Misquotes Yoda. For the first half, we will go over the listener challenge, which is number 26. Investigate new radio shows and organize areas of the home during this week's listener challenge. We will also talk about the radio show feature, which is the Positive Head podcast with Brandon Beecham, as well as the TV show feature, Billions, on Showtime. Then we will wrap up with announcements. This appears to be the new show format for now. The ever-changing format is due to listener feedback. We appreciate all of the feedback that we have received. So for the listener challenge number 26, investigate new radio shows and organize areas of the home during this week's listener challenge. Explore unfamiliar shows. Dive in to broadcasts which have never been listened to before. Have a favorite author or thought leader? Enter their name in the search field of iTunes, Stitcher, and other audio on-demand apps. While listening to the new show, clean out and organize parts of the home. Start with junk drawers and work up to entire rooms. Be productive and expose the mind to novel perspectives of others. This listener challenge was motivated by one of the things that I'm doing right now, and that's exposing myself to new radio shows, and doing some spring cleaning. This time of year, I like to expose myself to new thought, kind of refresh my perspective, as well as refresh my environment. And a week goes by pretty quick. So for this week, dedicate time to 
cleaning out junk drawers or a pile of boxes. <laughs> Sometimes that happens to me after an, a lot of Amazon ordering. The packaging stuff kind of piles up. Take care of those kinds of things. An organizational type of clean. Rather than a deep cleaning of scrubbing the floors, this is focused on organizing junk. Things that are not used very often. That's what I consider junk. <laughs> the unused items. This week, give attention to those unused items. Use them, donate them, or throw them away. I found this three pile system really helps. One for donate, one for keep, and one for throw away. Boom, easy. <laughs> for the audio coming up, Leonardo misquotes Yoda. Here are some of the points in the upcoming episode. Number one, try a word to abandon. Number two, explanation of duality. Number three, hard to remove the word you. Number four, why podcasts are awesome. Number five, book talk, saving Bernice, page 39. Number six, three types of knowledge. Number seven, increase exposure, review favorite podcasts. And number eight, community goals of 3H2Humans. One of the reasons why I picked this episode is I talk about what I envision 3H2Humans as. And this is from a perspective in 2014, before the show was live, before the office downtown, before a lot. <laughs> of things that are now. So this is the beginning. It's also a great example of how I struggled with pish posh words in the beginning. I used the word try and should, and I struggle with removing the word you. It was a tough journey to get to where I am now. And this is one of the reasons why pish posh words isn't that popular. Well, Mustachio points out one of the reasons why is that it takes time and effort and energy. It's not a quick fix. It's not a lose 10 pounds overnight or drop a decade with this one trick. It's about critical thinking and present moment awareness. And those two things are ongoing skills and require time and attention in order to increase the skill level. The removal of pish-posh words and speaking from a conscious process is a skill. And it's one that takes a lot of time and attention. And this is the skill that I have selected to hone and to give my focus to. And uh, listening to the audio from 2014, I became proud of myself. I feel accomplished that I have improved my ability to speak and communicate on a conscious level. And I'm also proud of myself that at two years, I have continued to follow the advice of my grandmother and my grandfather. When I told them that I had planned on starting a business and walking down this path, my grandmother's main advice was to practice what you preach was for me to do the things that I talk about. 
and incorporate them into my daily life. I've tested this in multiple ways through past recordings, analyzation of past habits, as well as habits of today, and they're pretty consistent. I do consider myself someone who practices what I preach. I remove pish posh words. I speak from a conscious process most of the time. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why I have the old recordings and the new ones. It's a comparison. Am I improving? Do I practice what I preach? What's going on then? What's going on now? It's a thought exercise. And that episode is coming up. Leonardo misquotes Yoda from March 20th, 2014. Wow, and it's April 20th, 2017. This is like a time machine experiment. Okay, for the radio show feature, Mustachio and I talked about this, and instead of doing five thought seeds at a time, we've talked about doing one. <laughs> one per category, maybe two categories. So we're messing around with the format. Uh, let us know any feedback. But for today, we have The Positive Head with Brandon Beecham. This is my favorite podcast of the moment. He's a beast. Brandon puts out five episodes a week and the content has substance some people who do daily podcasts will just talk for 10 minutes about nothing he talks about deep issues and many subjects that are on my mind the episode we want to highlight is number 408 let's be mindful of the language we use brandon explains perspectives related to the use of the word girl it's pretty cool. A fan had wrote in pointing out that he uses the word girl when he's speaking of a woman. And because he's mature and he practices what he preaches, he talked about the comment and gave the listener's perspective. He also offered a clip from Mayim Bialik, which had a similar perspective as the listener, even though Brandon wasn't fully on board. This is a sign of a thought leader, someone who can address feedback in a mature manner, to have a discussion about it, to listen to what the other side is saying. Oftentimes, people have defense mechanisms which push others away who have different opinions. What I like about Brandon and the Positive Head podcast is he embraces new and novel, challenging information, paradigm shifts. The things that we're interested in at 3H2Humans, he also goes over on his show. Check it out. The TV, <laughs> the TV show feature is Billions on Showtime. I am really enjoying the show. I have it on the background when I cook and clean up the kitchen, fold laundry, do kind of those brainless chores around the house. And the show is currently on season two. I think it's on number nine now, but we're talking about episode number eight, The Kingmaker. This is a great episode. One of my favorite characters is Taylor, and Taylor offers unique perspectives related to self-identity and honesty. 
While Taylor is in session with Wendy, there's a discussion about honesty. And Taylor comments that she doesn't lie to herself and she doesn't lie to others. She's blunt. She's found it is blunt. And the character portrays a mindset I identify with. There was a point in my life too where I decided I don't want to lie to myself and I don't want to lie to others. Since then, <laughs> my world has changed. <laughs> it's a different existence being honest. It's strange. Our culture is one that encourages dishonesty, is one that says it's okay to have a white lie if it spares someone's feelings or don't say that to that person, their feelings will get hurt. Well, reality is reality. Ignoring reality, that's silly. I think that is where people get hurt. And more people are culturally shifting this way towards Taylor's blunt honesty and thirst for accomplishment and analyzation. These are the traits that are really beginning to come to the surface with the generation right now. I'm very optimistic with the 20-somethings of today. So check out Billions. <laughs> I also really like Mephi and Axe and pretty much all the characters. It's a, a well-written and thought-provoking show. There are many things I have to watch a couple times to understand. And I like that. The deeper meanings of the show are woven rather than handed over. So check it out. That's Billions on Showtime. For the announcements, help 3H2Humans gain international exposure for our two-year anniversary on April 21st, 2017. Offer an honest review in iTunes today and contribute to the free media lifecycle. Podcasts, YouTube videos, and many other content outlets offer free media and free learning and education. The internet has given us worlds of knowledge at our fingertips. And in order to sustain this system, we as individuals need to contribute to it, whether hosting a show, reviewing a show, promoting a show, doing something to give back to that life cycle and to the energy that others put forth. So for our two year anniversary, we are excited. We hit a thousand downloads <laughs> and um, yeah, it would be neat for our third anniversary to have 5,000 downloads and to have more listener interactions and to continue on the path that we're on. So we do appreciate honest reviews in iTunes and on the other media outlets. We don't have very many right now and our show numbers have been much higher lately. And we request any of the new listeners give us some feedback, offer us some thought seeds. All right. That wraps it up for today. Season two, episode 14, radio show two year anniversary. Woohoo! <laughs>
much gratitude for those who support the show. And now Mustachio will click over the magic buttons and the old recording will surface as though it were a time capsule. That's coming up next. Mustachio and I would like to wish everyone health, happiness, and a humble perspective. Diligence today equals a thriving community tomorrow. Enjoy. Today is March 20th, 2014, 07.20. I'm feeling much healthier now after jogging and eating healthy and stretching too. That's been another big one. Yoga, meditation, the whole gamut. (laughs) So I'm really trying to, trying, okay. So that's a word I work towards abandoning from my vocabulary. Is the word try. Uh, as Yoda says, there is no do, only do not. There is no try. It helps me when I say I try to do something to really evaluate what that means. What does it mean for me to try? And there's a whole continuum of what the word try can mean, whether it be with blood, sweat, and tears, absolutely trying one's best, or simply giving it no attention. My stomach's gurgling. (laughs) I think it's because I am getting healthier. I drank two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar with water. Ice cold water, as the bottle says, and as my grandmother says. And since then, I've noticed better digestive health. I slept better last night. I don't know, there might be something to this. Uh, But on my right hamstring... For the first time, I experienced pain. Out of all the miles I've been jogging and everything I've been doing, I haven't felt any pain while jogging. I've been completely in love with the moment and just playing like a child, enjoying everything, seeing everyone as my allies. And it makes so much of a difference. So I live in a happy place now. And I'm continuing to examine the variables on what creates this super mental happy environment and how I slip back into the dark side. And I've noticed a huge correlation. For me, (laughs) I wear my emotions on my sleeve. My mental state corresponds with my physical weight. I'm five foot five of a, you know, thicker build. And, uh, My weight in my adult life has gone, lowest I've been is 130 pounds, and the most I've been is 220 pounds. And that's only what I weighed myself as, 220 pounds. I've weighed that before. I've carried that weight on this body. It's not right now. Uh, Right now I weigh about 165, so kind of in the middle. I'm definitely not 130 and I'm definitely not 220. And I've experienced physical changes, which, uh, oh gosh, it's so hard for me to focus. 
and this is a really good mental exercise. It's almost as though my thoughts evolve as I speak. And giving attention to what I was saying prior is irrelevant because of this new thought and this new experience. It's weird, I just thought of, I've been engulfing myself in podcasts, just podcasts and podcasts and podcasts, and I love it. I love podcasts, because that has a duality too. As my physical body and mental body have a duality, so do my physical body and mental body in everyday activities. So there was a podcast about uh, wolves, and whichever wolf a person feeds whether it be the negative or the dark, that wolf gets stronger. I do agree with that. I also agree kind of like with Star Wars, how there's the positive and the negative side of the force. I think that one may be a little bit more accurate. I kind of like that. Even though, oddly, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but George Lucas, that guy's brilliant. He is brilliant. Just, ah, he's fantastic. And he makes a lot of people's lives happier. So with that regard, he has my utmost respect. I tend to not be quite as partial towards spacey type movies, just running around gunfighting and stuff blowing up. And But I think that's to my own fault. I'm beginning to learn that perhaps that vision is much deeper, but I only saw it as a bunch of gunslinging and bombs blowing up. And I never really paid attention to the deep, message of the force. So positive and negative. Body, spirit, mind, soul, brain. I mean, it's just like if I drew a little t-chart thing of the synonyms for mind and body, it would be a mile long, which is good. It's good. It's good to have different perspectives. Ooh, that might be a fun exercise. Yeah, so it's going to be a listener's choice. Whatever word is most present in language, hmm. See, it's very hard to (laughs) not use the word you when trying to directly speak to someone. But that's the level of using you that I'm really trying to work towards to completely eliminate it from my vocabulary. Um, which is perhaps the ultimate task. That is, okay, so side note. (laughs) Then we'll get back to the T-chart as the ultimate challenge to dismiss the word you from one's language, from one's speech. It's possible, it's probable, and it's likely. And it's very beneficial. In doing that, which is one of the brain exercises I do, it uh, really makes, see and makes, that's another word. I don't like that one either. You can't really make someone do something, suggest but it intensifies my linguistic experience. Okay, so back to the podcasts (laughs) and why they're so awesome. So podcasts are awesome because for me, it keeps my brain busy. When my brain is busy, I tend to be happier. When I'm happier, I tend to see the world as beautiful rather than hideous. And it all starts with giving the body adequate attention to both the mind and the body. And that's what I do with podcasting. I will listen to a podcast and jog or clean the house or organize a cabinet. 
that's a huge, oh, huge, huge thing. Here's another uh, challenge. For the next seven days, so a calendar week, listen to five new podcasts and organize five areas of the house. So I know that sounds a lot, but it's very possible and it's very probable and it's very likely. So pick like a junk drawer. I actually think, okay, so that may be a little overwhelming. I tend to aim for the moon and land on a star. <laughs> so we'll simmer that one down. Okay, so for this week, seven days, calendar days, listen to one new podcast and clean out the junk drawer. I think everybody has one or the junk bookshelf or the junk room if your aspirations are very high. Ooh, to clean out a junk room, that is worth its weight in gold. That, ah, there's an old saying, uh, cleanliness is close to godliness. I absolutely agree with that. And for someone such as myself who is hypersensitive to stimuli in my environment, I'll look at a bookshelf and if it has a bunch of stuff on it, and okay, right now I'm looking at my bookshelf and I see, holy shit, I have so much stuff on here I do not need. Yet I, I grasp onto it thinking one day I'm going to read that book, you know, or I did read that book and I need to keep it just because. Well, so I'm going to propose a challenge to myself. I've uh, noticed these adorable little, almost like a birdhouse. It's a, usually a wood structure with uh, three walls and then a glass opening door and a pretty sturdy roof, which says the lending library. And folks have these in front of their houses. Oh my gosh, what if I had the balls to do that? Ooh. Wow, and I live right at the trailhead for the Centennial Trail. Ooh, that would be bold. I would meet people. I would help myself in terms of giving. I think that would help create a positive cycle. One of the houses with the lending library had a dog, and I went up to the little book thing, and the dog was just barking and barking and barking and barking. And I looked at the little guy, and I'm like, hey, little buddy, I'm your friend. Hey, little guy, let's be friends. And he's just barking and barking. He just wanted to play. He sees a human in his area and gets excited. But I could see how that would turn me off from selecting a book if there was just a dog barking. The other one that I went to was, uh, oh gosh, it's in like a magical fairyland by the river. The person has chickens and just... I imagine whoever lives there is very happy. They've figured out a lot of stuff. And on a side note, fresh chicken eggs, farmer's market chicken eggs, are so much different than store-bought. When I lived in Pullman, I started buying eggs and lettuce at the farmer's market. It was like a different type of food. <laughs> I was like, say what? <laughs> This is an egg? <laughs> this is lettuce? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. There's a little bit of dirt on here. And it's all fresh and crunchy and crispy. It's like the lettuce spoke to me and the eggs were multicolored and unique. Just like the chickens that laid them as they wandered and grazed and enjoyed the people who walked by. Huge difference. Lettuce and eggs. Oh, 
even as a vegetarian, I'm a lacto-ovo-vegetarian, eggs. As crazy as it sounds, I think that's actually kind of natural in terms of human evolution as a gatherer, you know, and with birds in our environment, us humans as animals searching for eggs to eat them as a means for protein and survival and lettuce type of green. So those are two kind of basic protein and mineral and vitamin source, which is beneficial. Hmm. I wonder if I could. And I, I really should donate some of these books. It's strange I don't read, but I buy books. <laughs> which I think is good. I, I channel the energy. I look at the book. I envision the author. I skim it. I really try to find the underlying message. And one of them was for school. Uh, WSU, a part of the criminology program, it was a required women's studies class, which turned out to be awesome. I really grew as a person because of that class. I, ha I am a woman. I would consider myself not necessarily independent and strong, but I'll speak up. I'll speak my voice. I'll pull my weight. I'll carry my toe and I'll wake up at six and help around with whomever is providing a roof over my head. So I don't know if I'm a feminist, but yeah, so this was a, a women's studies criminology class. And we read the book Saving Bernice. I, I'm pretty sure, if memory serves me right, I read the book like the day before or the day after it was due or something. I just remember thinking, okay, it's go time. I have to read this now. And I sat in a chair at the Pullman studio, kind of looked out the skylight, covered up in a blanket, and just engulfed myself in Bernice's environment. So it's Saving Bernice by Jody Raphael. And I feel as though I channeled Bernice. I was able to see her story. And it was a story worth reading and a story worth observing. So I'm just going to randomly pick to a page. Whammy, no whammy. Yeah, I don't like that, no whammy. So using negatives, that's a good thing to omit from language. Negatives, uh, yeah, only create negatives. Okay, so relevant. Ooh, let's ask a question. Okay, so I'm kind of digging the tarot thing. Oh, although I haven't done the videos I really need to finish that. I started those on February 22nd, 2014. It is now 320. Ooh. If I could do it within a month, that'd be pretty cool. Hopefully. All right. So, ooh, okay, a question. So why am I evading doing the uh, tarot videos? My behavior is one of evasion. Why is that? <laughs> Second... Researchers determining employment histories over time provide a better understanding of how domestic violence can interfere with long-term workforce involvement. Wow, okay, so I'm pretty much trying to start working. Okay, so second, researchers determining employment histories over time provide a better understanding of how domestic violence can interfere with long-term workforce involvement. Okay, so I get, so the, the subject of the sentence is how domestic violence can interfere with long-term workforce involvement. And then the first part, 
researchers determining employment histories over time. I don't even know what that means. Determining employment histories over time provide a better understanding. So something about, okay, so I guess they're pretty much saying employment histories were analyzed and statistified. Oh, shit. Them researchers, they statistified that. And <laughs> getting all fancy. <laughs> That's why I think sometimes I may be more on the philosophical end of the spectrum and, like, the quantum physics aspect of it, like, on a molecular level and on a philosophical level rather than a somebody creates some type of rule and everybody follows it. So in my mind, there's essentially three types of knowledge. So physical world knowledge, spiritual world knowledge, and then human knowledge. And they are three different types of knowledge. And the human knowledge changes. It evolves. So once the world was flat, once the earth orbited the sun, you know, once, insert here. So truths in the human world change. Truths in the physical world and in the spiritual world do not change. They are constant. But it's the level of understanding which we reach that explains those worlds, either on a molecular level or on a godly level. And essentially, they're similar. But then again, so what is God? That's just energy. It's just an energy force. I don't think God was a human and then did all this stuff and made all these stories and I... I don't know about that. I think that's more a part of the triangle with human truth. So um, that God is an energy force. So that goes more into the molecular and the spiritual truths. But uh, yeah, so the scientists. Okay, now, and I don't want to classify anyone as scientists because stereotypes are irrelevant. But in that realm of researchers and people who have to submit things to the APA, the American Psychological Association, that's just a bunch of rules and that's a dog and pony show. That and the DSM, not a huge fan. But, but we have to because we have to regulate society. We have to say that if A, then B, which is absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. There's not even a word for it. <sighs> so the world works in beautiful and mysterious ways with three truths. Human truth, molecular truth, and spiritual truth. So, that's researchers. Determining employment histories over time provide a better understanding of how domestic violence can interfere with long-term workforce involvement. Okay, so and with that domestic violence, I feel as though oftentimes psychological domestic violence is even worse than physical domestic violence. So just because a man or woman doesn't show marks and bruises and things, that doesn't mean that they aren't psychologically abused. And even for me, I've kind of done that to myself 
in relationships where I've become codependent. I've become fearful of understanding life without that person and figuring out who I am without that person. Oh, I just turn inwards. I don't leave the house. There have been times where I just get terrified of going to the grocery store. Yeah. Okay. So what we're going to do now is read that top paragraph. Figure out what all what they're saying all this stuff's about. So with that oddly worded sentence on page 39. Oh, I probably should have said that. I'll, okay. This is the first book review I've done. <laughs> so I've just realized in my head I've seen the evolution of thought take place during this conversation. So it started off how I was explaining that cleaning out a junk drawer is a good thing. And I looked at the bookcase, uh, which is right at the front entrance of my home. So it's like very apparent to any visitor. And I can see it through visitors' eyes. And it's very busy and it's clustered and it's just shit I don't use, which other people could use. There's textbooks and uh, a sensi. I'm going to keep that. And... Uh, some other trinkets and things, but I really feel as though I can downsize it. And then how to do that, ooh, what a fun activity. Oh gosh, but I have so many other things I have to do, but screw it. I'm gonna work this into my daily routine. And that's another thing I'm trying to do, is get the daily routine down. I think it's beneficial to donate these books, and I would like to experience the author before donating them, and give a little shout out, because these are books I've collected through recommendations of friends, gifts of friends, listening to podcasts, which I thought were awesome. And I just wanted to support whoever it was giving, uh, offering me information. And I encourage everyone to do that. It's kind of a rare thing where, no, I'm not even going to preface it that way. I'm going to say that the 3H2 community does this all the time. So I'm going to remove that negative stigma. So in the 3H2 community, we donate to podcasts and we purchase people's merchandise and we give reviews and for the reviews I do encourage everyone to offer reviews to podcasts which they enjoy so I just figured out um, the more reviews there are the higher the podcast is on the search thus it's most likely to be featured and if it's featured that's how a podcast really makes it that's to my understanding. I don't think it really matters how many times it's tweeted or Facebooked or whatever majigged. Um, it really depends on how many reviews there are. So give favorite podcasts reviews. And there was a guy, oh, which podcast was it? I feel bad saying this, but he lost so much of my respect. I was enjoying the podcast. I think it is that Double Wolf one, the one you feed podcast. I could be mistaken. I've listened to like about 10 new ones in the last two days, so pardon my confusion. But um, the host of the podcast said, pretty much go online and give me a review of five stars, regardless of if you like the five stars. Just do it. I, I don't know. And uh, I feel horrible. I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was just so pushy and kind of mean and, like, cocky. And I wouldn't want, if, if, I had an, if I had 100 listeners and I got to choose how 
they would vote. I would go a different way about it. That gentleman just said, give me five stars. You don't even have to say anything. Just click five stars. Party on, man. I don't... I don't agree with that. At least for me personally, I would much rather have someone offer me a positive piece of feedback. So to say, hey, Leonardo, Mustachio, you're doing this great. And then the second part to be, hey, Leonardo, Mustachio, work on this. Here's a suggestion for improvement. I'm going to reveal a blind spot. I would much rather have that. And even in this scenario, if I could choose to have 100 people give me five stars across the board or 50 people give me an honest review, I would take the 50 people giving me an honest review every day of the week. Because a gesture or a kindness done out of obligation pretty much negates whatever that kindness was. So... That's kind of another tidbit. When offering a kindness, I strongly recommend a person does it because they genuinely want to, they genuinely enjoy it, and it's mutually beneficial. Okay, so. (laughs) The book's on the bookshelf. All right, so I've got the collages going, uh, flower arrangements, gifts to the Puerto Rico uh, family vacation thing. That's another, I'm actually thinking of doing like a link on the website for what I did for the family because it felt so good for me and I think it'll feel so good to the recipients. It's something I feel as though would be beneficial to many families in terms of healing in the physical and in the mental world. So maybe I'll do that because I did this kindness with no obligation. There, nobody told me I had to do this. Nobody is expecting it, even. And also, I expect nothing in return. I send gifts and stuff all the time to friends and family, and every now and then I'll get something back, but I usually don't, and I'm perfectly okay with that. I send people things in the mail, gifts, gestures, cards, pictures, because... There's something magical about having something that I physically touched and I physically wrote on magically warp to someone else's location like a day or two later. That's pretty awesome. And two, in the mail, pretty much the majority, at least in my mail, is crap and bills. So it's not a real happy experience going to the mailbox. But every now and then I get that letter or that something from a loved one and it really brightens my day. So, yes, okay, I need to put that on the to-do list. Oh, I'm clapping. I think that's almost... Mustachio saying it's time to wrap it up. I am just a chatterbug today. Um. <laughs> okay, so the bookshelf, in short, and uh, challenges for this week. Oh, So, as always, negate the word you from vocabulary. We spoke about that. Oh, and the word try. We talked about the T-chart for vocabulary words. So a person could use good and bad and then think of synonyms for it, but handwritten. So it's not on the computer. And I've experienced... Okay, no more tangents. (laughs) So good or bad list. (laughs) Synonyms, 
pen and paper timed, if you really want to be legit about this and really want to help improve the brain, then pick five sets of contrasting words and from one's own head, think of the synonyms and time it. And that's a great think-a-majig exercise. So, all right, we talked about that. And then cleaning out the junk drawer, the junk area. So for me, I'm choosing my um, bookshelf and I'm gonna donate anything that is still usable and throw away anything that's not and keep a few select items. Um, yeah, and now I'm even thinking I'm gonna box up the books. So also what I'm planning on doing is just reviewing these books, doing kind of like what I did with the Saving Bernice book, which I highly recommend to everybody. So Jody Raphael, great book. It's one of the few that I was glad the professor assigned it. Um, gosh, and I feel bad. Her name escapes me. She was an awesome professor. Hmm. That's weird. I should probably send her a thank you. Gail. Hmm. Okay, so, saving Bernice. Um, so I'll box them up and then speak about it. Okay, so looks like that's it for now. And initially, too, at the beginning, we had spoke about the tarot question. For, yeah, we need to think of a better name than tarot question. I don't know. We'll workshop that. But the, uh, wow. And then I just had another idea, too, about with the 3H2 community, how, so I was listening to Affiliated Marketing Podcast. I just learned what that is. I think it's pretty much, it's like a contractor, but for marketing. So I think affiliate marketers are pretty much just contractors. Um, and everyone's a contractor. So that's kind of what I would like 3H2 to be, is like an open forum contracting. And one of the hosts said, yeah, if this was some magic formula and everyone could do it, then we would have no money. And it's like, kind of Hector chimed in and was like, uh, yeah, there's a model already in place, which everyone mutually benefits from. And it's not just one guy making a bunch of money. So that's kind of what I would like 3H2 to be, is where we can just get a network of people in Spokane with skills. Everyone has numerous skills. So even if someone is simply a police officer, that person may also know how to tie fishing flies or works on hot rods or has a garden and loves to cook, has fantastic local recipes. So just because a person's profession is a main identifying factor doesn't mean that's all that person is. So that's what I would like 3H2 to be. Just like affiliate marketing, contracting, conduit, whatever, ad label there. But just a group of people in Spokane who want to form a community and who have kind of a positive outlook on life, I guess. And people who consciously make an effort to improve health, happiness, and a humble perspective. <laughs> Mustachio and I wish everyone a beautiful day, and we encourage everyone to go for a walk today, even if it's just around the block. Get outside. <sighs> Breathe in that fresh air and look up at the sky. 
How amazing is it? We are walking on planet Earth. There's no bubble. This isn't the Jetsons. We don't have spacesuits. We're just chilling on the surface of the Earth. That is the mind blower for today. <laughs> so uh, much love and uh, health, happiness, humbled perspective, sunshine, rainbows, kittens, and earth walking. Enjoy.